Welcome to Careless Whispod, the podcast where we aim to answer the question, what was it Meatloaf wouldn't do for love? Ah, yes. Tonight's the night we're going to make things happen. Uh, The first inaugural episode, we're talking about the Pointer Sisters classic track, I'm So Excited. And Gary, I'm so excited. I know, we've put all other things aside. We have. We we just can't hide it. <laughs> and I mean, you insisted that we do this without pants, so it's very hard to hide it. Sure. Who we? That was my. Uh, <laughs> that was what I thought when I saw you without the pants. <laughs> Off well, to an awkward start. Here we go. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Uh, look, so we're going to bore you with some uh, facts first. Yeah. The Pointer Sisters classic. I'm so excited. Off the 1982 album. So excited. So excited. I mean. An album so nice, they named it twice. <laughs> when you've got a good idea, stick with stick it. Stick with yeah. it. Uh, so that came out 82, peaked at number 30. 30, right? yeah. It, uh, did, it didn't make a lot didn't, of didn't, uh, noise. Didn't make a big splash, mm. um, proportional to how excited they were. Sure, um, yeah. But, uh, and this I didn't know, 84. 84. Remix! Yeah, for the album uh, Breakout in 1984, they remixed the track, re-released it as a single, and it took off. Yeah, uh, number nine? Number nine in the US uh, single charts, yeah. So that's kind of prophetic, right? The first one was so excited, didn't do anything. The, the, the next album was called... Uh, after So Excited? Uh, no, the, yeah. Uh, what was the one that the remix was on? Uh, Breakout. Breakout. Yes. See, and it all came together, all, you uh, see? They broke out. Um... Look, I was going to... Look, do you have anything uh, Pointer Sister history? Do you want to inform the listeners on the Pointer Sister history at all? Did you have anything there? Well, I was kind of focused more on the the time around the I'm so excited. Well, yeah, give us, give us a little bit of... Give us... Spin the yarn. Give us a little bit of... <laughs> background well they they started performing in 1969 uh they started off as more of like a, gospel right yeah doing were, gospel a little bit of country were there a uh, little were bit of parents soul were, was, were there, was there dad a preacher or so, I, I something like that or i think so i don't have that in my notes i don't think he it. was i don't think that the parents wanted them to go into pop though no. they wanted to be uh uh, gospel singers, yeah, right? So yeah. that's the sort of area they I came think, from. I uh, think Ruth was the matriarch. Was yeah, it? yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm thinking more about uh, the time period. So 82 to 84, when I'm So Excited started to take off. It's kind of a very different song for them. Mm. And if you look at the rest of their catalogue, right? Totally. And uh, it wasn't even their biggest hit. They, they had other songs that charted higher than I'm so mm. excited did, but it seems to be like the most, uh, you know, long withstanding song of theirs, the most popular song of theirs. And, and I mean, they they touched on which which you don't really know until you sort of uh, go down the rabbit hole with them a bit. But they touched on so many genres before they sort of got to this. Like I mean, you find this on disco compilations, right? Not that totally. say I'm not going to say disco sucks here. Not on this podcast. No, no, this is uh, this isn't the place nor the time. Nor the time. Um, I mean, what you don't realize is they they did so many genres. Yes. I mean, obviously, uh, Fire was another another one of the hits. Yeah, written by Bruce Springsteen, Bruce obviously Springsteen, performed by Elvis. Uh, performed by Elvis. Mm. He wrote that for. Elvis, I'm pretty I, sure. I think he did write it specifically for Elvis. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they had a, a sort of long and storied career before they came to this song, right? Totally. But it's 
arguably the song they're most remembered for. I kind of feel like I'm not really sure. It's it's very different song to the rest of the songs on So Excited. Not so much Breakout. They were more kind of in that uh, 80s kind of synthy yeah. realm then. But it kind of feels like it's them trying to stay relevant as they move into the 80s because they were really big in the 70s. Mm. So they're maybe heading in a different direction or kind of seeing which way the wind's blowing in the 80s. Yeah, definitely. That way. It's, so, it's so weird too. Well, not weird. I, I'm sure there's an analysis for it, but and I'm sure we can find so many examples as the podcast progresses of sure. that one outlier song that ends up being... Um, and I mean, look, they perform it to this day. You they know do. what I mean? They're, they're touring in the States at the moment and it's called the We're Still So Excited Tour, you know? So. I would, I'd actually, I'd really question that. <laughs> I'd love to ask him. I'd love to sit him down and go, come on. I mean, they're consummate professionals. Professionals, they would be excited. They are. Um, I had a bit of random pointer sister facts. Please, hit us. Um, which we were talking about earlier. Sesame Street. Now, if you're my age, you grew up with Sesame Street. Indeed. Um, actually, as an aside, who was your favourite Sesame Street character? Ooh. I was a big big Ernie fan. Bert and Ernie were always my favourite. Yeah, I'm a big Bert and Ernie fan. Probably Oscar the Grouch. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) That makes so much sense. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And maybe a little bit of Snuffleupagus actually in there as well. Snuffleupagus. Was he just an elephant without the ears? Was that the end with some fur? If I remember correctly, and it's been a long time (laughs) since I saw Sesame Street, he was like a woolly mammoth elephant-y type type creature. But he was imaginary. He was Big Bird's imaginary friend, if I remember. Really? Yeah. Oh, geez, that got a bit dark. <laughs> so what, all the other kids can't see him? I can't remember. I think... Nah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near a <laughs> uh, Snuffleupagus okay. expert. I, okay, right. I We're changing care. the podcast. Forget this. <laughs> all right. It's Sesame Street Myths. It's an in- investigation podcast now. Um, but I digress. Anyway, I brought up Sesame Street... The Pointer Sisters, one of my favorite memories of Sesame Street, as I'm sure it is yours, uh-huh. was the jingle, the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That. I love that Do you song. remember that? I, I do. I, I, watched, do. I watched the, the video clip. It's on YouTube. It's a super psychedelic. Sure. Like, it's insane. Sure. That is sung by the Pointer Sisters. I had no idea. That was one of their early, early gigs? That was one of theirs. Mm. That's amazing. Why isn't that on the best of? Hey, it should be. That's that's a fucking excellent song. It is. For a kid's show. The fact that that we're, you know, a couple of steps from 82 years old and we (laughs) still remember it, I think means that it's a pretty good jingle, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um... Well, let's talk about okay. So, monster, we've monster of a song, a bit uh, of an experiment for them. Yeah, written by the Pointer Sisters and by uh, one Trevor Lawrence, a composer and a saxophonist. Their sax player, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not sure if he played sax on this track, it, but he was their sax player. He was credited on the track as being the sax player. Oh, he if was. I remember correctly, but I don't. I don't hear any sax on there. It was the 80s, a lot of synth. Well, look, sax is going to come up a lot in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, so get used to so, it. So that was uh, our segment, Sax Appeal. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> We're going to have uh, one for harmonica as well. We've I just haven't, got... I haven't thought of a clever name for that one yet. Um, please stop. Uh, 
I think we've got a, a bonus episode there. Sure, sax appeal. The sax appeal episode. So Trevor Lawrence um, has yeah, some what a dude. monster credits. Uh, the one I was most surprised about. Yes. That I had absolutely no idea was he played with the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Right. Uh, Paul Butterfield uh, was a blues harmonica player, probably my favourite blues harmonica player. And uh, please go and check him out. So he played with him for many do you, years. Do you like a bit of blues? I have been known <laughs> on a, on a, in my younger years <laughs> to enjoy uh, some blues music. Yeah, no, the, as so many middle class white men before me <laughs> <laughs> have enjoyed. Uh, other people that he hey, played saxophone. The oh. blues is the roots. Everything else is the fruits. Oh, shit. Okay, there it is, deep. So, so, so it sounds like some Mingus action happening there. No, it was Charles Mingus. He'd, he'd be telling us to shut up. <laughs> um, um, but he's played with a lot of a lot of people. Trevor you, you, Lawrence, yeah, yeah. You got he, some other guys? He composed and uh, wrote sax uh, and played saxophone for uh, Edda James, Stevie Wonder. Leo Sayer. Really? Yeah. Sick. Marvin Gaye, I had. Uh, Carl, uh, Carly Simon. BB King. Whoa. The Rolling Stones, that was a big one. He's done some stuff for modern uh, rappers as well. Eminem, 50 Cent. Really? Stuff like that, yeah. That's fantastic. The one I really like uh, was the original Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah the that. soundtrack. There you go. That's piqued your interest. <laughs> there we go. Um, I want to feel dirty, you know? Um I mean, I do. Sure. Isn't that... That's a song from it, uh, isn't it? Uh, we're, we're still recording. Oh, sorry. A, sorry. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a song. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, speaking of movies like Rocky Horror, is, yep. the song was also used on quite a few uh, movie soundtracks. Movie films. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation in the theatrical and the VHS versions of the movie. They which had, which one? So the, the original one? The, the first the one. The first yeah. one. Wow. The Hollywood okay. one, yeah. Wow. But uh, in... Uh, versions after the vhs so dvd and whatnot they didn't they, use it they don't use it i guess maybe they couldn't afford to use it on later chevy chase probably complain <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear heading uh, into dangerous territory yeah 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 <laughs> uh, also used on the eddie murphy's version of the nutty professor eddie murphy uh and a relationship with the pointer sisters. sisters perhaps that might come up again in the podcast Ooh. Uh, in weeks to come. Sure. Do you want, do you want to talk Like Sax, Eddie Murphy will be featuring heavily in this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I know. Uh, so Neutron Dance was yes. in Beverly Hills Cop. It was. It was also on the same album as the remixed version of I'm So Excited on Breakout. And it actually oh. charted higher than I'm So Excited did. Really? Although if you asked anyone on the street today... Neutron Dance and I'm so excited. Why did Which we one not? Do you reckon? Why did we not think of that as a segment? It's a box pops. Man on the street. The man so on the street. Hello. Coming soon to Keller's Whisper. Yeah, coming. <laughs> <laughs> coming soon on all over Keller's Whisper. <laughs> Uh, just a couple more movies. Hot Shots Part 2. I reckon we get... This is very a provincial comment here. Yes. Uh, we get some good good uh, fodder at Marrickville Metro. <laughs> We're Saturday afternoon talking to people about the oh, Pointer Sisters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right at lunchtime, I reckon. Ooh. That would be the best time to well, do it. Well, Genevieve's waiting for a buddy McDonald's. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Uh, I also wanted to just touch on really quickly. Did you say Hot Shots Part Deux? Part Deux. And so bad comedies really like this song. Yeah, 
And speaking of bad movies, uh, Transformers uh, Revenge of the Fallen uh, wow. featured on So Excited. I don't think anyone knows that because no, no one saw seen it. the movie. Yeah, yeah. So the producer, Richard Perry. Now, mm. I looked him up. It's just like, it's, it's a who's who. So Richard Perry, the guy that produced this track, I'm just going to list this out. Rod Stewart. Ray Charles, Barbara Streisand, Carly Simon, wow. Ringo Starr, wow. Tina Turner, wow. Diana Ross, Harry Nilsson, Julio Iglesias what? slash Willie Nelson. I don't know what that song is, but I want to hear I it. I want to hear that uh, collaboration. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. I, Art Garfunkel, The Temptations, uh, Patti LaBelle, Neil Diamond, Randy Travis. Wow. The, the list goes on. Captain Beefheart, Fats Domino. Captain Beefheart. Ella Fitzgerald. Like, the list goes on. It's just like... From the Pointer Sisters to Captain Beefheart. And it's just, you look up his picture and it's just like, the, this guy is the definition of music... <laughs> industry heyday bigwig right sure, sure does he have a does he have a nice uh, rug i he he had luxurious uh blonde hair oh uh but i don't know how old that press shot was <laughs> you know what i mean um but like i think about like that's back then and and this is sort of a we're sort of going a little bit off topic but can you imagine things have changed a lot in the music industry and i think that's something that's going to pop up again and again over yeah, careless whisper definitely in in d- various ways but can you imagine that's the seventies, the eighties, the height of the music industry in its power, the money that would have been involved. Being around that, the money, the drugs, the drugs, all the all the, shit, the, the crazy shit that would have happened behind look, the scenes. A lot of people do podcasts about that. Yeah. I just like to imagine. Sure, you know what I mean. You know, purely speculative here. Purely speculative. <laughs> the the podcast. Some some podcasts are investigative, investigative. investigative. We're purely speculative here. Right? Careless, <laughs> <with> <laughs> careless with um, I just want to bring up real quick a cut. Like there were some monster players on this, oh, aside man. from people already mentioned. The mu- the musicians on this thing, it was insane. Um, a sort of who's who of musicians in the sort of eighties. Lee Rittenour on guitar, who Grammy award winning. Long story jazz career. Um, Nathan Watts on bass, who again played with Stevie Wonder, The Jacksons, Diana Ross, mm. The Temptations, mm. Lionel Richie. And again, I think that sort of plays back into what we were talking about. Just, oh man, to be in that room when they oh, were recording it. I, I was you imagine? I was researching the song and I was looking at each musician. Probably a good 90% of the musicians that played on that song... Uh, had something to do with major motion picture soundtracks as well. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I think I saw The Bodyguard in there. There is a few... Well, I will always love you. <laughs> we're, we're recording. Oh, actually. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, but uh, also, they they worked with people like uh, Kenny Loggins, Toto, uh, Quincy Jones, oh. stuff like that. I mean... Many of whom will feature on this podcast in weeks to come. And you'll hear us uh, spraying our proverbial gooey load all over mm. uh, this microphone in front of me. Um, but I think we, we can't... Uh, the whole point of Careless Wispod, yes. apart from just talking about how much we like pop music, yes. is to really dissect and analyse and appreciate more than anything else uh, the medium of the video clip. Ah, oh, the film um, clip is is going to play a big part in a lot of these songs, I think. Um, oh, it's actually, no, we're in the 80s. Now, is this... 
the revival of MTV yet? I don't think it is. Um, are we are we. You know how MTV had the sort of revival, or are we in peak MTV? Seeing as we're uh, purely speculative here, I'm going to say it wasn't quite. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's talk about this video clip. Sure, uh, yes. Now... Directed by one <laughs> Kenny Ortega, who was the director of Dirty Dancing. Yep. Uh, he, he did a lot of choreography work, but he also directed a little video by a guy named Billy Squires. Uh, for a song called Rock Me Tonight. Now, Billy Squires, I actually quite like. We used to cover a song called Big Beat by Billy Squires, which is fantastic song. Is this with... Very, many years ago. Let's uh, the, the band that shall not be mentioned. Sure, okay. um, fantastic stuff. But yeah, they, they didn't really nail the machismo of... Uh, Billy's stuff really on this video clip uh, for Rock Me Tonight. I mean, they? that's a, that's a video clip just worth going. just just press pause. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Video. Go and watch it, and then come back to us. Okay, ready? Okay, go. Did you watch it? Did, I told you, I didn't I? They probably did. Yeah, yeah, I told you, didn't I? Did yeah. You, did Did you finish yourself off afterwards? <laughs> I know I did. Uh, um, but speaking of finishing myself off, the beginning of this. Video <laughs> <laughs> Well, it caused a bit of controversy on its release. I mean, it was... As did I. I was in public at the time. It was pretty sexy. Oh, man. Uh, it was the Pointer Sisters getting ready to go out to a big club. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Anita Pointer putting a makeup on mm-hmm. in, in like a little negligee and negligee, stuff. Negligee, yeah. Ruth Pointer in a nightgown just rolling around in a bed. And it's good work if you can get it oh. too, isn't it? <laughs> it's good work if you can get it. And, uh, but the piece de resistance. June Pointer in the bath, in a bu- big bubble bath. Uh, now, there's a bit of controversy in that scene. Yes. Uh, so, June uh, gets out of the bath. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, many people speculate that you can see her... Um, where she gets so excited. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Uh, she can't hide it. Her, her vagina. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. <laughs> I'm about to lose control. You can see my vagina. <laughs> Hooey. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, has anyone given this the basic instinct test? Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, has, surely someone has slowed the video clip down. Well, look, now. I, let's do let's do it now. Let, let me let me just say this: I don't think you can see a vagina in it because I once I heard about this controversy, I watched it over and over, again. <laughs> <laughs> and or, I didn't see it at for all for the sake of science. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just purely for the this podcast for the, the sake of science. No other, no other <coughs> reasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it, it, the whole first part of the the video plays like a like a old uh, phone sex line uh, uh, video. Yeah, just without, you know? the, just without the number if, down if the bottom. If you cut the music out and put in some public domain uh, like smooth jazz, and yeah, then yeah. had a little number and yeah. uh, like a voiceover saying, "Oh, we're waiting for your call." Your call, yeah. I mean, there's no difference between that and a phone sex. Uh, Can we have you doing that for the sax appeal episode? Oh, you know. You We're know. waiting for your call. I mean, I think you just nailed it better than I did. <laughs> well, it's it's not only a hobby, it's a job. Sure, sure. <laughs> I know you've done voiceover work before. So. Uh, yeah, for uh, sex lines. Yeah. yeah. Any, any particular that stand out? <laughs> 
<laughs> no. <laughs> good answer. No, good answer. Um, uh, but look, it's not only that. Look, so it's quite a, a sexy beginning to the oh. uh, the song. But who are you? Sure is. It's. I think this. Uh, I'd argue that this video clip has one of the greatest double takes. Yes, yeah, um, so as, as when it cuts to the club, they're, they're in they're in the club. <laughs> sure. And they walk past. There's a fantastic double take. And the thing is, you can't really do a double take on a podcast. But no. So you just need to go away and watch the double take. Hang All on, right, hang we'll on. Go, yeah, we'll pause again so you can watch that video. Blink and you miss it. Am I right? Yes. That is one of the best double takes I've ever seen. Uh, which kind of leads us to talking about the background actors yeah. in, <laughs> in this video, wherein yeah. I think they're more dancers than they are actors. 100%, yeah. The, the Pointer sisters are, get into the club. They're sitting around the table drinking champagne. Uh, dark club. Oh, sorry. Dark club. Thank you. Uh, and they've just got all these lecherous guys kind of standing around hiding behind plants and uh, eyeing the sisters. And they kind of... It's indoors. indoors. It's indoor plants. Indoor plants, yes. (laughs) They've had enough sitting around and um, drinking, so they flip the table and they get up on the stage, the Pointer Sisters. They're excited. They they can't hide. They're too excited to to sit around and... um, yeah, and so I'm they about start to lose singing. control. Here's my vagina. Ooh, we. Yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, so that's when the dancers kind of really, yeah, really shine. shine yeah. Like they, they, they do such an excellent job uh, just on the dance floor there. And the whole thing ends with um, the Pointer Sisters starting like almost like a conga line out of the club. Mm. And I have a theory about this. I reckon. Okay. I reckon they made that part of their performance so they could leave the club without paying for the table and the champagne that they were drinking. (laughs) (laughs) With that in mind, Gary, let's get down to business. Favourite part of the song? Favourite part? I mean, there's so so many bits about this song I like. This is definitely one of the songs that is behind me wanting to do this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and you know it's gonna... you've done a terrible job of hiding it. Let me just. <laughs> well, I just can't hide it. Yeah, uh. the, here's my vagina. Uh. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's got an excellent energy. The, there's so many little bits and pieces that I, I love about it. But uh, if I had to narrow it down to one, I couldn't. I'll, I'll narrow it down to two. I it's, couldn't. I'll name them all. <laughs> it's the. Uh, the piano solo. Oh man, that solo! Like that solo is fucking. It's excellent. it's crazy to hear in sort of a, this disco song, for yes. the want of a better phrase. You've got this honky tonk piano solo in the middle of it that just rips. Like ah, oh, just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that solo, and the other bit uh, that is my favourite bit, and I don't know which of the sisters it is, but one of them spontaneously ejaculates yeah. towards the end. And says, who we? Who we? It's actually at 237. 2.37. <laughs> I noted it down. And it's Thank actually you. panned left. So yes. whichever... In, in my headphones, I'm pretty sure it's panned left. So whichever panned sister left. is panned left... I should have I hunted it down and tried yeah, to figure I it out. Yeah, I couldn't find it. Uh, write, um, in, write in to callouswispod at gmail.com and let us know uh, which let us sister... Know. 
you think it is? Uh, please. My, uh, I've got a couple of, look, there's so many good yes, parts. Yes, what, what is your favorite part? I think song? where it just really builds into the last chorus and you've got the backing vocals. You've got, I'm so excited, look what you do to me. Yep. You know, uh, ooh boy, you got me burning up. Like just the, the, the layering of it just gets you so psyched. <laughs> it just keeps, I mean, it's, 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 it's almost funny. like I'm so excited. I. <laughs> The song should be coming down by this point. It's not. It just, it just keeps, keeps building. building. It's and excellent. I, mean, I tracked down and I sent this to you. And I actually sent this to my uh, my girlfriend as well. We I found a live... Or we found a live version of this song. And it was like live from Michigan in like 1985. And, you know, you're kind of going, okay, live version. Let's see how this goes. We'll find the link and we'll link it on this. Uh, when we upload it, we'll link this live version. It oh, is yes. red hot. It. They are. They. Have- I ha- I, I'm going to be honest. I had. I had goosebumps. You know when you just hear voices so powerful. And I sent it to my girlfriend, and she just went, "Those voices are so powerful." So powerful. And we were talking before. Still. We were talking before about like. I think we're a little bit desensitized to it now. Pop music now, and a hundred percent, this this podcast is just about us being old and not liking modern <laughs> yeah. pop music. But pop music now, I think we are desensitized a little bit to this thing, uh, to the studio, and to this thing called and to uh, auto-tuning. auto-tune. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the Pro Tools uh, productions and all. And this you kind listen of stuff. to this live thing and go, "No, that's not auto-tune. They're singing it." And one thing I wanted to bring up really quickly before sure. we finished was um, actually another uh, podcast I was listening to a while back, which is actually about country music. Mm. Uh, Tyler Mayen Coe, who is the son of a country music artist named David Allen Coe. Now, yes, if you don't know who uh, David no, Allen Coe okay. is, look that up. But his son does a podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones, where he looks uh, at sort yeah, of the, the, the myths and legends sort of behind country music. He does one particular episode on the Leuven Brothers. Now, the Leuven Brothers, probably their most famous tune is a song called Satan is Real. <laughs> um, and the cover of Satan is Real does the rounds on sort of worst album covers yes, of all time yeah, I've seen it on the internet. Time. You probably yeah. would have seen it sort of do the rounds. Fantastic. Uh, now, they were brothers um, that sort of uh, played together for years and harmonized. Now, this, he sort of brings up the concept of blood harmony. Blood harmony is, is just, I don't know if he coined it or who coined it, but when people are related, mm-hmm. physiologically, they're so similar. Uh, right. That, yeah, that you were telling me about the that. The harmonies are sort of eerie. Mm. And I can't, it made me think I can't help but feel... The, the, the goosebumps you get when you listen to I'm So Excited and many other of the Pointer Sisters songs sure. doesn't have something to do with the fact that they're sisters. You know what I mean? That's, and and uh, physiologically, their bodies are similar. So those harmonies are just that much closer. That is such an interesting theory. You know what I mean? I'd like, like I, I, I don't know if that's true, but you know, there's just something we as humans, I think, find so interesting about harmony. Sure. More, and I think more so again when they're related. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe there's something in there. Wow. There you go. The podcast that makes you think about cheesy pop music <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> well, well, we've gone in depth. 
We've gone in depth. But what are we like? What what song are we going to do next? Do we have some kind of way of? Well, Jeremy, it's funny you should ask. Ah, you've come prepared. I've got a little bit of a playlist here, and um, it's okay. all songs that we've uh, well, that both Jeremy and myself have uh, added uh, to. Uh, yeah, that we want to cover in the podcast. Can it be like a? Um, can we just put pull all the names out of a hat, and and we'll reach in and pull it out? Uh, we've we've got technology on our side. Oh right, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, th- this I was a- really excited for something really interesting. You thought it was going to be the hat game. I thought it was going to be the hat game. <laughs> or what about uh? Well, I I thought we could make this a like a little bit of a game. Okay, yeah. How are we going to do it? I'm going to open the playlist. I'm going to uh-huh. hit shuffle. Yeah. And we're going to see who can name the song that's playing first. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Okay. So here we go. The the next the song that comes up now is the song that we'll be covering in the next episode of Careless Whispod. Okay. Here we go. Oh! Ha <laughs> ha! It's Private Eyes. Private Eyes by Hall and Oates. By the mighty Hall and Oates. Oh, I couldn't be happier with this result. Excellent. So that will be the song that we cover on the next episode of Careless Whispod. Thank you for joining us. Until then, uh, and and before then, I have been Gary. I've been just Jeremy. I don't, we don't even have nicknames nah, in this one. No, we don't have nicknames in this one. And I, uh, I just realized that we didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning of the podcast. That's all right. People know who we are now. Um, and if episode we can, blunders, is fine. If we can leave you with um, any wisdom, it would be... If you are excited, don't, don't hide it. Hide it. It can do If you're about to lose to control, you. like it. Like Ooh-wee. It. And on that note, that's been Careless Whispod, episode one. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.